0: Welcome to the Bards FM Podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to It's Only Going to Intensify. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And tonight is February 29th, the leap day of the leap year in the year 2024. Big events on Capitol Hill today, lots of crazy other things going on. The eclipse is coming, the world's getting crazier, and you can be assured that whatever you were planning on doing tomorrow will probably change because things just can't be that stable. But that's the world we live in right now. As we start to get into a winding and spinning situation where more and more pressure is being put on on society by the crazy fools that run this world, they're psychopaths. And they're pedophiles, and they run the elite class, and they're Satanists, every one of them. And so, at the end of the day, they know that their time is running out; they're being exposed, and they're doing everything they can in a full court press to try to convince us that they are greater than God, and that their way is the only way, and that we have no way to comply. Which we all, of course know are all lies. But unfortunately, there's probably half the country that will believe them, because their faith is weak, and And or they have been culturally or vaccine damaged to such a degree that they can't think for themselves. This is an unfortunate reality where we are. And so we're going to have to face that as we charge into this next four weeks heading into the eclipse. The eclipse is going to be a crazy event. We're going to talk all about that in a minute. Real quick, tonight I had advertised that Ivan Ranklin was going to be on. If you tune in for that, I apologize. He has been on Capitol Hill all day. And Lieutenant Colonel Retired Ivan Ranklin was waging war against Austin, the traitor and sec def that we have. And he texted me just a little bit ago and just said he was totally exhausted. So we're going to try to get the recording done for tomorrow night. And if not tomorrow night, we'll push it to early next week. But he will be on. And um, that's just the nature of this sort of thing. He was going all day up there. Remember, he's also still recovering from a very severe break, broken leg, and he's actually doing really well. And in other kind of side news, just so you know, Colonel Pete Chambers today drove over eight hours from his location in Texas up to the upper part of Texas to where those fires are so that he could deliver food to people and also oversee some delivery of massive bales of hay, round bales of hay to the cattle that are out there. That's an incredible fire, incredible damage, very little media coverage on it naturally, which kind of tells you why. Why would you not want people to know about the fire? probably because you were the one that started it, like with dew weapons. Not that there's anything like that in our... I mean, it's just probably a straight-up conspiracy theory. We probably don't have any such thing as weather warfare. We definitely don't have anything such as cloud seeding. We definitely don't have anything such as directed energy weapons that start massive fires. But it sure does look like it. Just absolutely crazy. So keep 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 Pete Chambers in your prayers, please. That's good. Okay, Um Crazy times, we've got a couple of great sponsors I want to point out. One of which is My Patriot Supply, awesome company. And they are doing an awesome job of making sure that Americans are equipped and prepared for the times in which we live. They are the number one supplier of emergency food, and we want to make sure and support them as much as possible, and they are there to support you in process. Things are getting crazy. You don't want to have a shortage in your food plant. And right now, if you head on over to preparewithbards.com, you're going to find the My Pastry Supply 4-Week Food Kit on sale for $60 off. It's powerful, necessary, and an important part of everybody's food preparation plan. So check it out. You won't be disappointed. And in doing so, you will be able to ensure that you have food that's on the shelf for 25 years, easy to portable, meals 2,000 calories a day, healthy, Keep yourself mentally focused in times of crisis, which is what we need. So head on over to preparewithbars. dot take advantage of the four week emergency food kit that's on sale for sixty dollars off by My Patriot Supply. You will not be disappointed. Let's start tonight, and I may if if uh, Ivan Ranklin comes on tomorrow night, you'll hear this clip again. But I want to play this tonight because this kind of sets the stage for the insanity which we're dealing with. This is Matt Getz having a discussion with our. SecDef, who apparently had to go MIA for a few days and not report to anybody because he was embarrassed to talk about his cancer, which I believe was in his butt. And that's probably has to do with the position he was having to take with Biden this whole time. But nonetheless, he did have surgery on that. So let's let's talk. let's, Let's
1: hear Matt talk about it. You didn't tell the president that you had cancer, that you were being treated for cancer or that the treatment for that cancer had gone wrong because you saw it as personal and medical. And I think a lot of us have empathy for you in that regard. But now that you see how personal medical decisions are, will you call for the re-recruitment, restoration of full rank and back pay for the 8,600 service members who were vax mandated out of the military? Uh, No, I won't. So on March 4th, 2021 you authored a memo it was entitled message to the force and in that memo you said that there would be clear and swift accountability for anyone who didn't meet the highest standards of the department of defense now however this worked out we all acknowledge that what you did here didn't meet the highest standards right you made a mistake i admit it to uh... okay so we got that so then the question is what becomes the the clear and swift accountability now you're not going to be discharged right no
0: that, that's right okay I, I you're, you're
1: not going to be suspended you're not going to be demoted and you're not going to have your pay cut none of those things are going to happen to you right that's right okay so you come here seeking some grace and some forgiveness and i want you to know that one of the service members who you've ax mandated out of the military sent me the parable of the unforgiving debtor and it's in the book of matthew uh, it's verses uh, 21 to 35 The man fell down before his king and begged him, Please be patient with me, and I will pay all the debt. Then his master, filled with pity for him, released him and forgave him of his debt. But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded payment. His fellow servant sat down and begged him for a little more time. Be patient with me, and I will pay it, he pleaded. But his creditor would not wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. When some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and told him everything that had happened. And the king called the man who had been forgiven and said, You evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. Mr. Secretary, you come to us seeking forgiveness, but you offer none. And it seems as though the pattern is r- repeated. You make a mistake, like on the vax mandate and here regarding your notification, then you get busted. President Biden had to sign something into law reversing your, ba- your vax mandate. You got busted here, not because you came forward, but because we learned of this through other means. And then after you get busted making a mistake... You know, you want, you want that benefit, but you don't want to extend it to others. Um, this isn't swift or clear. You're not meeting your own standards that you set for yourself. And you say that the DOD is a learning organization. Haven't you learned yet that the military is weaker, not stronger, with the 8,600 people that you vax mandated out of the military? Uh, just one point, uh, uh, Congressman. The reason I'm here is because the uh, chairman requested that I appear to to uh, um, talk about the circumstances surrounding uh, my hospitalization. But don't you see the hypocrisy in it? Because you screwed up, we fixed your screw-up, and now you want grace, but these people who ha- sought res- religious exemptions, they got no such grace. And also, I just think it's ridiculous that we're in three wars, you went AWOL for three days, and we get two hours with you. If you can't spend more than two hours answering these questions, I don't know how you really operate in all these wars. <laughs>
0: And he's not. We know that. These are all hand puppets of central bankers and Wall Street pillagers, pillagers, is what I mean to say. And this is what we are at right now, a country where we took the greatest military in the world, which hasn't had a clear victory since World War II, and we have completely demoralized it, broken it, and now we put these ridiculous hand puppets up, up top. I, I'm very suspect of this cancer anyway, for lots of reasons, and- These people, when you understand the Satanist culture, and I was actually listening to a whole piece today on some testimonies of the Satanist culture, it's worse, the more you learn about it, it's worse than we can possibly imagine because it's everything the same way. They lure people in for this whole approach of like, here, let me show you something. We're gonna make you have wealth and we're gonna give you access to any of your fantasies and any of your desires, which always ends up being the same things. It always ends up being mutilating and killing children raping and pillaging children, getting caught on camera, and then becoming a hand puppet and a stooge of somebody else like, well, we're, we point to China, but we know it's not just China. Han Dynasty, yes. Han Dynasty are a bunch of crazies that they just need to be erased because they all think that they're the only ones that should be on the world. But the whole point of this is we are dealing with people as a group across the globe. It is a international, transnational, transgenerational blood cabal it is feeding on children and people as their primary source of enjoyment and make, now they put these people in place in our government and we're dealing with a crisis. The thing that we're not getting in our head yet, and I think this is the part that everyone should be very concerned about, is that we've already been taken over and this is now at a point where our country is taken over. We can prove this. We can prove this by the amount of immigrants coming into the country. Michael Yawn today released a, and what he did is he released his report from his special forces team. I'm going to play it. It's about two minutes or so. And I want you to hear this, two and a half minutes. This is He's got a team of guys that go down in the jungle and do some sneak and peek. And they're watching what's happening. And they're very concerned about what they've just seen. Our borders are wide open. And they're wide open because our government is already under control of an occupying force by remote. And it's the deep state control factors coming out of China. Take a listen to this.
2: Okay, this is a very important audio that just came in from Oscar Blue and the Darien Gap. He just passed through with Matt Tomlitt and uh, Ben Berkwam and the amazing Cinefront uh, S- Special Forces down in Panama. They went into Colombia. I was tracking their icon. I was actually tracking their icon while I was on the uh, Tucker Carlson show yesterday, which has not aired yet. Um, But I didn't track it live, obviously, or say that to anybody. Uh, But in any case, they're out now. They're out safely. You've got to hear this message from Oscar Blue. Here
3: it is.
4: Hey, uh, Michael. Uh, This message is for Michael and Miss Ann VanderSteel. Uh, For both of you, we just finished uh, yesterday our fourth day, our fourth time in the Darien Gap. Uh, This route, it is brutal. It is called the Mountain of Death. Uh, this is where the Colombian cartel operates. It is clearly now that the Colombian cartel is in cahoots with the CCP. Uh, just for everybody to know, the two uh, capsized boats that we were talking about days uh, before you guys left, uh, it was a family of Afghanis already confirmed. Uh, the, it was the, the father lost all his family. It was like six members of the family. And Chinese are stuck in the Apparently they're going to keep moving as for today. Apparently they're going to start operating again today They closed that route because of the waves and because of the current and the weather. It is really difficult for the you know for the boat uh, or the piragueros uh, to operate the boats so uh, that's why they are basically saying that they are going to start uh, leading the operation get a smuggling and trafficking Chinese through the parts of Carreto and all the way into uh, uh, the parts that we, you know, exiting to Canal Membrío or uh, even Puerto Limón. Uh, that's apparently the route. Uh, other things that we found, incredible stuff, man. Oh, Michael, it's like the smuggling scheme that the cartel of Colombia, it is doing. Late at night, it is preoccupying. It is the first time, you know, that I watch a lot my language and that I don't use some types of words because of protection, but I'm going to start using this. This is a national security threat uh, urgency. It is immediate national security threat urgency as the people that we saw late at night around 2 to 3 o'clock in the morning coming in, being smuggled, 10 o'clock at night, they're all Middle East, Pakistanis, Sri Lanka, India, like a bunch. Like I'm saying, constant. And, uh, you know, it was something that it was just shocking for me to see, really. And all these people, none of them, they know how to speak English. None of them, they know how to speak Spanish. Uh, Clearly, Uh, You know, clearly they're being smuggled after 10 o'clock at night because they're being smuggled. They don't want to be seen uh, with uh, the cartel. They don't want to be seen. So uh, that's one of them. Uh, The other one is that, you know, we saw... Uh, particularly, a uh, a uh, a migrant uh, from uh, from China that we found in the middle of the jungle. Clearly, he gives statements of the CCP has infiltrated agents in uh, in the United States. That everybody in China, they know that the CCP is infiltrating agents of the CCP inside of the United States. So this is clearly a sign of. Of an insurgency from people that are trying to do damage, uh, we have those statements. A bunch of things. This is preoccupying, man. This is, uh, it's, it's not even the flow anymore. Is the more that is the more that is preoccupying is that now it is intentionally bringing individuals that they are with the intention of doing some harm, and it is Ben says it's not a matter of of you know time It is a matter of when. So. We're gonna have to do this with uh, So this is uh, you know and, uh, it's not good, Michael. I'm 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 a little worried, man. I'm gonna tell you, man, it's a long voice message, but I'm I'm be honest with you. Uh, out of all the four tri- out of all the four trips, this is the trip that worries me the most of people that are coming in. It is clear now that China is sending their CCP agents infiltrated through the parts of Hamul and Hakumba. Uh, in the part of Mexico, and also it is clear that uh, something's going on with these Middle Easterns. Man, they're being smuggled through the Colombian cartel, huge connection with the U.S. of to smuggle them late at night through the jungle. So it's clearly something that is happening. So I'll talk to you soon, Michael, with Miss Ann. Hope that I can talk to you uh, later on. Hey, um, I'm gonna.
2: Okay, that was uh, Oscar Blue down in the jungle in the Darien Gap. They're waiting on an aircraft right now. Today is 29 February 2024.
0: So there's a post that follows this that says um, China has been acquiring naval bases along the coast of South America and Mexico. Why is this not being looked at more closely as OTMs coming across our border are around 20K Chinese military males, question mark. The reason is is because our country is occupied and captured. It is, And the problem is the people within our government, whether or not they are directly complicit, have become complicit. Because why? Because we have lost any strength in what it is to be an American. And add to that, there are just fewer and fewer American patriots. Look, the only way we're going to win this war, and I'm going to be absolutely blunt about this, People either need to get themselves anchored in who we are as children of the Most High, or we're going to suffer a pretty long and painful time. Now, I truly believe that as as people as God's children, as we're walking in the true true uh, call to be within the body of Christ, God's going to look out for us. But this country is going to suffer a very painful turn here coming up because too many people are being complicit with evil. And it literally comes down to that simple principle love what God loves, hate what God hates. And God hates this sort of betrayal. God hates the sort of, of people that are turning and looking for themselves first rather than to Him. And when we look at all of the people on the border, for example, every border agent down there, every one of them are traitors. But worse than traitors to a country, they're betraying their oath. And their oath is anchored in God's gift to us, which is a country where all rights were given to us by our Creator. They're traitors. And we just don't have strength anymore. This is our problem. And along the lines here, then we continue to get this division. Now, that's the border report. That's one aspect of it, which is a big one, because these are high-level targets coming in and high-level operators coming into our nation to start organizing counterinsurgency operations, likely, and to start doing counter, counter work like destruction, sabotage, that sort of thing. Then we go up to Seattle. And there's a city council meeting that was shut down. Why? Because we have a bunch of illegals up here that want more free stuff. But here's the best part. They're backed by a bunch of American white women that are out here screaming for them, going, they need more. While we have a city packed full of drug users and drug overdosers and what else? Homeless folks that need help. But nope, it's time to give the illegals more. Take a listen.
3: Seattle City Council disrupted as asylum seekers and their supporters once again pleaded for support. Council President Sarah Nelson saying there are limited resources here.
1: I don't really want to participate in, in the, a conversation that should be had with uh, county leaders, state leaders. Federal leaders.
3: Council ultimately took a break from the meeting in the middle of chants from protesters yelling on behalf of the refugees. At one point, council member Kathy Moore requested that SPD take action. The request that we have police response. Uh, our physical safety is being threatened by the actions of the demonstrators outside banging on the windows. Eventually, arrests were made. It's the second time in two months that the group from Latin America has called upon Seattle leaders to fund their temporary housing. Refugees have been living in different area hotels, most recently this one in Kent. That stay was funded by Seattle taxpayers. Henesis but... from Venezuela said she knows this protest wasn't the most correct thing to do, but they've got kids. They feel pressured to act for them.
0: Here's our big challenge. And this is a woman that's coming from Venezuela. It is a major problem because she has children. And because she has children now, we, this is a, is a true humanitarian crisis that's being created within our borders. These people have been drawn here on, on improper circumstances. Contracts that were never intended to be upheld. They've been promised everything. Free this, free that, free housing, free food, free phones. And they're up here and they discover suddenly that that's not happening. Now they're here. And they have a family, and I'm not going to blame them on this. And we can argue all day long whether they need to go back, stay here. That's irrelevant. This is now a child and a mother or a mother and children. They now have no resources because this government, this treasonous government, promised them everything and is now not providing. And I'm not supporting giving them more. I'm simply saying we have a problem because this now creates a humanitarian crisis. And what's at the center of all of this? Children, and why are they doing this? Because if they can damage the children... And they can get us to a place where they can break us enough. What will people do? I guarantee them, to you they will start selling their kids. And this is what they want. They want more kids in their system. But don't worry because the U.S. Defense Counterintelligence and Security Agency, DEI, training is here for the rescue. I just want to assure you that they're here to help you because today in their training, they presented in one of their training slides a gender unicorn. And it includes the transgender terminology index so that we know how to better communicate with each other. They want to whack off weenies and cut off breasts. And that's going to help us through this whole thing tremendously and put us on a higher stature in the world and global markets. So be, be proud. Be proud to be part of this new era that we're in. Behind all of this are always the children. It's there. And the children are real. And the depth of this crime with children is unimaginable. But here's... And where does it always take us? It always takes us to Epstein.
5: We just got the Jeffrey Epstein of the music and entertainment industry. The new lawsuit that just dropped against Diddy is massive and it has photos, it has videos, it names names. And there's so much here that it's never gonna fit into a single video. So I'm gonna do a quick overview in this video and then I'm gonna do a couple of parts breaking down all the different aspects of what's come out so far. We're talking crime scenes. We're talking photo evidence of celebrities like Cuba Gooding Jr. We're talking record label executives. We're talking hidden cameras in every room of the house, getting recordings of celebrities, executives, politicians, at parties with celebrities and underage girls with drinks being spiked, with drugs. This goes all the way back to the murder of Tupac and Biggie. We're talking about the entire rap and hip hop industry and the whole music industry at large. But to be clear, this is just opinions and speculation. These are not statements of fact. When I show sources in the background, like the court case, you should take those for just what they are. I'm not saying that all of this is necessarily
2: real.
0: Yeah, no, don't think it's necessarily real. This is just another element of the Epstein issue. And this is, this is Diddy and Tupac. You're going to hear the whole thing here. Diddy is as bad as anybody in this industry. And this is, this is a corruption. You're getting a tip of the iceberg again of how deep this goes.
5: So what's happened just now is that this man, Rodney Jones, who is a music producer that worked with Sean Combs, who is Diddy, he just filed this lawsuit. And he didn't just file it against Diddy. He filed against the executives at all the companies associated and against the companies like Universal Music Group. His lawyers claim that he has secured hundreds of hours of footage and audio recordings of Diddy and his staff and his guests engaging in serious illegal activity. It's illegal for lawyers to make these claims if they don't have reasonable belief that this evidence is legitimate and exists. They could get disbarred for making these claims if they're not true. And some of that evidence is present in this lawsuit, like when Diddy allegedly shot a man, and then the LAPD saw that room in the photo, the bathroom with all that blood, and were on the scene for hours and no arrests were made. They went with the explanation that Diddy told his staff to give, which was it was a drive-by shooting. Diddy made it clear that his head of security, Fahim Muhammad, had the power to make people and problems disappear, this guy. And all of Diddy's staff were instructed to contact Mr. Muhammad if they were ever pulled over by the police in Miami or California. Diddy often bragged about having law enforcement under control, although the deeper you look, the more it looks like, people above him and above law enforcement had him under control. We'll go more into these cases in the detailed videos, but now the bigger picture. See, Diddy has been one of the most powerful people in the rap industry ever since the 90s when he founded Bad Boy Records. And he was only 24 when he founded it. He started his career as a non-paid intern at A&R until he was then fired in 1993 when he was 24 and founded his own label, Bad Boy Records, later that year. So how does a 24-year-old found a massive record label on his own? Well, when you dig further, you realize it wasn't on his own. It was with the help of Clive Davis, his mentor. And the further into it all you dig, you realize that Clive Davis came out as gay later on, and there's a lot of rumors that him and Diddy were in a relationship throughout this time. This is gonna come up over and over and over just by chance
0: uh, that by chance would be that clive davis had jewish parents just saying
5: clive davis has been running significant portions of the music industry since our parents were kids listening to music responsible for artists like aretha franklin alicia keys the grateful dead then later usher outcast pink but back in the 60s and 70s like janice joplin santana aerosmith pink floyd like come on read it Jones specifically claims that they were trying to groom him to do gay stuff, which has long been the talk of the town in the rap industry by people that aren't with it. Diddy allegedly showed him a tape from a secret recording that he just happened to have of, of Jones's idol having gay sex with some white guy. And then Diddy apparently told Jones that he had engaged in gay sex with this redacted rapper and that redacted rapper and his idol, Stevie J. And apparently he also promised to make sure that Jones would win producer of the year at
0: the Grammys if- Yeah, all that gay stuff, that's for those gangster rap hard boys. He
5: did gay stuff on camera. Although, to be clear, he wasn't explicitly saying on camera, but Mr. Jones discovered that Diddy had hidden cameras in every room of his home. I'm gonna guess that Diddy didn't learn how to wire a whole house with cameras on his own. Kanye has accused Diddy of being a fed many times. Diddy's also been accused of ordering the hit on Tupac many times. And when Diddy was asked about this on a podcast, this was his response.
0: We don't don't talk about things that are nonsense. We don't even entertain nonsense, my brother. So we're not even going to go there with all due respect, but I appreciate you as a journalist asking.
5: When you start digging into allegations of the CIA, the FBI, the Mossad having tentacles in the music industry, you wind up at total rumors. Like this, former CIA agent admits agency created gangster rap to fill private prisons by glamorizing criminality.
0: Claim what, what do you know? The CIA was involved. That's so a shocker, right there. See how, see how corrupt this is? This is unbelievable. So, we're dealing with one level we have an entire immigration coming across our border with now would be criminals called border agents that can't stand with the Constitution, they're traitors. We have cities being filled with people that truly need housing, even though it isn't supposed to be our problem because they're not supposed to be here, but now they're looking for free stuff. So we're creating humanitarian crises in these cities across the country. We now have definitive proof that our, not that we didn't know, but that the rap industry in particular is all filled with gay rappers that are trying to be tough, that are all taking money from Jewish cabals, Mossad, And CIA and FBI intelligence sources to feed that so they can generate more crime in the country to fill prisons so they can fill the beds and put more black men in prisons to create increased numbers of black crime. That's called instant engineering, a genocide. And then at the same time, now you want to pit black people against white people because we call that race relations, relations in woke culture so that we can increase and accelerate the hatred between the black culture, which has been broken by design, to now point the finger at the white people as it was their problem, and now we in- invoke a massive number, another measure of civil war. This is where we are, and this is the country that they just keep frothing it with, and, and we're just we watch a nation as a whole just kind of sit back and go, oh, I don't know what to do. Well, we might want to begin with a lot more prayer. If you want to get an idea where they want to take us, it probably is a good idea to look at what happened today in Gaza because an aid truck came in. Remember, they've pushed everybody to the south of Gaza. They've cut off water. They've cut off food. People are starving to death down there while they continue to tell the Palestinians to move down the Gaza Strip and reminding them where the bombing campaign is going to be. And as they continue to move, they continue to bomb behind them until they're concentrating them now down at the south. People are starving. So today, what, has, what happens? An aid truck comes in. Well, people are a little bit hungry. They're a little bit crazy. They're looking for food. The aid truck was naturally rampaged and sacked. No kidding. So the Israelis thought a good response would be to kill 104 of them in, in a protection of the food truck. This is where they're trying to take America. Look at what's going on in Israel. Look at what's going on over there in their police state, the way they're treating Gaza, the Palestinians. That is what they are trying to do to every American here in this nation. And Oh, that's right. It's all run by the same people, the Khazarian Mafia, a.k.a. Red Jews, all tied to the global network of insanity, which is a bunch of pedophile elites, Satanists, that are running this thing together, enjoying and taking pride in the fact that the people aren't strong enough to stand up and overwhelm them when we have the numbers and they don't, but they've got the tools of influence and too many people are still walking asleep. It's quite amazing. Incredible. So... We might have some hope on the horizon. Here's what I think is coming.
6: There's nobody talking about this about the upcoming solar eclipse on April the 8th. This is going to blow your mind. Check this out. In Matthew chapter 12, Jesus says, An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, but no sign will be given to it except for the sign of the prophet Jonah. And in Luke 17, Jesus says, As it was in the days of Noah, so it shall also be in the coming of the Son of Man. So get ready. Check this out path that the solar eclipse will be taken on april the 8th will literally be going through the towns of jonah texas several towns and cities named nineveh and also get this through rapture indiana it also crosses where the ark is in williamston kentucky and that's not even the craziest part all of this is going to be happening under the constellation cetus which literally means the whale jesus tells us there will be signs in the sun moon and stars for the hour that we are living in if you believe we are living
0: so we are having an event in Ohio, which will be right in the middle of the full eclipse, the full eclipse time. The eclipse time, I believe, is around 1.30 in the afternoon, which will be Eastern time. We're also having a parallel event on the border down in Eagle Pass. This event will be happening on 8 April. The day before, we're going to be having a prayer rally at Mandolin Farms in Flemingsburg. All of these things are happening coming up in April. So we're going to pray, we're going to repent for the nation, we're going to pray against evil, and we're going to come together and we're going to celebrate Jesus, which is what we should do anyway. All of these things are happening. This is a significant event, though, and I'm not, I'm not minimizing it in any way. And it is an event of change and a moment of change in our nation. What we're going to have to endure is what's going to happen in the next month, because things are going to get crazier, I guarantee it. We're going to see the increasing in violence. We're already seeing increased violence against white females from illegal aliens. This should not be here. We are seeing judges letting them out while they try to prosecute Trump and other people of innocence. I got reports today of a guy in basic training who has been thrown in the brig because during basic training, his drill sergeant saw that he had a picture of Trump on his phone. And he accused him of being racist. And the guy said, I'm not racist. He said, in fact, I'm not racist because I'm married to a white lady. And then as that hurt, his drill sergeant got upset and said, you violated your race and threw him in the brig. And he has not had a chance to appeal. And so there is a Navy SEAL en route to go help rescue him. We'll see what it comes out of that. This is where we are, folks. This is an insane level. This is a mind virus that has taken people over. The number of people that have given in to this woke ideology, it is pure evil, nothing less. And the only way we're going to get through this is to pray against it and to fight against it. We have to get strong in our our faith, but we are literally living in a Habakkuk moment. And it's a moment that is going to try us. It's going to test us. It's going to push us all to the limits. But what we can't do in any way, shape, or form is to give in. And to give in is to ultimately fail in our mission. So I want to play you something here. I think it's very moving, and I think that you will find that this is a, a very, very powerful story here. Um, World the- hang on a second. And it is, it's a story of, of a young man that I just want you to hear, because I think it's a reminder to us all of what this mission before us is about. Hang on a second
2: amateur boxer in the entire world and the dude that this guy is supposed to fight drops out last second can't do it no one wants to fight this dude last minute He's a bad dude so they're calling people they call my my brother's trainer out in utah he's like do you know anyone crazy enough <laughs> he's like i might know a guy give me a second so he he calls my brother race and my brother race is like yeah i'll fight him Cause Race got the deal. Race knew like he's gonna get his ass kicked, like you're gonna lose. But I get a free trip to New York and I get to fight in Madison Square Garden. So he already won, like he's already a winner. Like, sign me up. You got the number one amateur boxer in the world fighting my brother. who's not a boxer, like a wrestler maybe. He'll box a little bit. Fractured hand hasn't been training just flew to New York, just lost 12 pounds. So ding, ding, fight starts. And my brother, Race, gets his ass kicked. Yeah, didn't see that one coming. You thought he was going to win, huh? I'm sorry. (laughs) Life's brutal, man. No, but seriously, he got his ass kicked. And so they go to the hospital, he has broken ribs, he has two black eyes, he has scratches on his face he said the worst part was his tongue he almost bit his tongue off my brother race went every minute of every round of that fight he finished the fight and the referee of the fight was so impressed with my brother that he sent him this message after it was an honor to referee someone as brave as you but more so a gentleman all you met you are one class act and carry yourself like a real champion you have the heart of a lion, and I should know. <clears throat> I have refereed 53 champions. Being strong, tough, skilled, and a warrior is part of it all. But very few radiate politeness and respect like you do. An honor to have met you. Blessings to you and your family, referee Ron Lipton. In between the rounds of the fight, you go to your corner. There just wasn't a whole lot for them to talk about. like. All my brother Race told his, his trainer, manager, fighter guy, was y- you can't throw in the white towel. You, you can't throw in that white towel. And my brother Race is like, he can KO me, and you carry me out of here, or I'm going the distance. But you're not throwing that white towel. If you throw the white towel, I, I lost. I love the story of my brother Race because July 25th, 2021, when this car accident happened um my brother race was driving my family and big sandstorm kicked up in fillmore utah and it engulfed the highway um and it killed eight people and five of those eight people were my family and i feel like uh i entered this fight that i can't win And not only can I not win, you're going to get your ass, like you just wake up, you get your ass kicked. And I think one of the best things I can do for my family is just go the distance and not throw in the white towel and,
0: and try to finish this thing. Go the distance, never give in. God's got this fight. There's no question about it, but it's going to take a roughed up sword to win. If your sword is smooth and polished and it doesn't have a little beat up and scars on it, you're not using it right. We've got a lot of fight in us and this country is going to to require every bit of it to get through this. It's not going to be the many, it's going to be the few. And unfortunately, we have a lot of people that will want to join in after it's all done. They're going to be the the summer soldiers, and you can't look for them to be there, you can't expect them to do what they can't, you're going to have a lot of people talk big game, but they're not going to be there when you need them. We can't hate them for it, you can't be disgusted at them, you can't even be disappointed, and the reason is this, every one of us has been called in this time, and God knew from the very beginning. Who was going to make it to the end. He knew from the very beginning who was going to be able to win the fight for him. He's called many. And there's many that have convinced themselves that they're going to sit on the sideline and be able to coach it along. People that want to sit in comfort and be able to act like they're in the fight. But the people that are in the trenches, the ones that are getting dirty, the ones that have fallen down and been roughed up, the ones that have tasted both defeat and victory, that's who God knows from the very beginning and has known from the very beginning to the very end, will be there to finish this fight. You know, when people ask me about this community, I always say the same thing. And in fact, I said it today. I said it today to some soldiers. I said, you know, your fight is important to us. Your fight is important to us of what you're fighting against the military, but if you want to win your fight, you need a couple of things. Number one, you got to have God and you can't win this on your own. You're going to have to have God and everything you do has to be centered around your loving God. And the other thing is your fight isn't as big as you think, because when you look out here in America and you start leading the real patriots, you're going to learn something. They've fought harder than most of you. And they fought harder when you were inside the military, not paying attention to what was going on in your country. They kept the hand held the line. And it's not necessarily the many, but I said, I've told, this is what I say all the time. You want to meet real patriots, go out and find the people that stood up against COVID because they didn't have any support. They didn't have a big back end package bringing in air support and airlift. They didn't have carpet bombing for B-52s and B-1s and B-2s. They didn't have artillery support. They didn't have breachers. They didn't have forward point operators like Rangers and Special Forces. They just had themselves and their family, and they held the line. Patriots, Bars Nation is made up of people like that. It's one of the things, it's a real blessing. And it's the point when I say that there is a remnant, you're all part of that remnant. Someone asked me today, what do you call this? And I said, I don't know. I said, I know what people call these people. I know they call them outcasts. I know they call them broken. I know they call them, they call them radicals. I said, but I call them remnant, because we are one, because we've held the line. And the more way we've held that line is with God. So in this very important time, in this very important time, keep your eyes on Jesus, focus on your faith, Understand that it's going to be rough and you will finish the fight, but finishing the fight is the point. No weapon forged against you will succeed, but it doesn't say you won't get bruised up. But the best part about knowing all of this is God's with us in this whole thing. This next few weeks, this next month is going to get a little crazy. You could already see it happening. The insanity levels are are creeping up. As truth surfaces, even those people you thought were sane are going to lose their mind. You're going to see a lot of people crack. You're going to see a lot of people wince back. You're going to see a lot of people talk big game, but they're not going to do much. You're going to have to find those people that are going to talk big game, and they're going to make sure and tell you in the middle of all that right when you think you need them. They're going to be like, whoa, sorry, had a cruise on over here, and I'm going to go sailing for a while. I've got to get my head clear. I've got to feel good because i got to need a vacation. Fine. Just let them go. Because the intensity of the fight is going to require those that can hold that line to the very end. And those, that's victory. And when you're walking that with God, that's victory because no one will ever take that away from you. You'll always have it. You'll always know it. And it doesn't matter whether you ever get a pat on the back for it. You and God know that you were part of the most critical moment in time to hold the line for our nation and hold the line for our Father God. It's kingdom warfare. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this time we've come together. And we just pray into this moment for everybody that's here and listening. And in this moment, we're simply saying, look, Father, we're asking for the strength to walk this path, eyes clear, ears clear, seeing ahead of us, to not waver, to not hesitate, to not pull off the line, but to stay point on point on this whole fight, to never give in, to never bow, to not listen to the whispers of it's too tired, it's too much, to know that you're with us in every step, to understand that what we face here ahead of us is gonna take that heart of David to get through. And we also know that there's just not that many that can walk it. But Father, this is a call tonight and a blessing for all those that can, not those that can't. We're asking for a reinforcement in your love to the hearts of those that can, to reinforce that principle to say, I am a David, I am a Joshua, I am a Gideon, and to feel that. To know that they can be a Moses to hold their hands all day and and while the army moves. And to know with that lesson that there's always those around us to reinforce where iron sharpens iron. And by, by wise counsel, we wage war. So, Father, tonight we pray that blessing upon Bar's Nation, upon anybody listening. To lift you up. To give you the blessing of the warrior heart to step into this hour and say, I can, and I walk in the yes, and in so doing, to literally step into these hours ahead and know that no matter what you do, no matter how you feel, you shall overcome because God is with you. He'll never forsake you. So, Father, this blessing we pray and declare in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. All right, patriots. Wonderful time. We've got to knit together the remnant tribes We have to build the body of Christ. It's all in our heart to do. And as we do and we raise this up, we become stronger and mightier. We're rebuilding the church, which is the most important part of all of this. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time in this place for just such a time as this. We're at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land expand the kingdom subdue the enemy mission forward patriots i'll see you tomorrow morning for bended knee until then or until the next time god bless good night thank you and out for now
6: oh i want to feel something i just want to breathe